I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, we're back again for another podcast. So last time we did it with the video on and... um that worked in like various levels of not really working for the uh i just couldn't get the audio to be loud enough on the video i've got the audio on just like spotify to work but it wasn't really working and then my and then i was like you, you can use my phone because i got a new phone but that didn't i didn't decide it's just too it's too long to do that mm, yeah yeah there was a whole process you did there over the last yeah. week or so with all the experiments you've been conducting over how to make that audio work. Yeah, I'll tell you what it was, uh, because I put it up and it was too quiet. And I was like, I don't know why that is. So I legit changed it on Acast like nine times, just yeah. raising the audio each time. And the problem was I was using... The phone I had at the time last week was a Huawei phone and it was just quiet because it was on that phone. I was listening to it on that phone. That's what it was. It was nothing to do with the files. No, because we played it on my phone as well. And it yeah, was quiet same too. with your phone. Your phone's also bad. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Well, so it's, it's, it's the fault of the phones, yeah. not the audio. Well, it's the fault of me ultimately because I didn't yes, it compress it properly or yeah. raise the the decibels properly. It's all your fault. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll tell you about how what happened with my phone. Yeah, sure. Tell the story. So I, uh, my phone. We were in Portsmouth. Yes, we like were. a month ago or longer. Yeah, a month, month and a week, let's say. Yeah, and um, there was a day when. You and the girls went for like a sauna day, and Spa. and me and my bros were just at the house, and we we're like, well, maybe we could go to the pub, maybe we can just hang out. But I woke up that morning, and my phone was being janky, like it was like green screen but dark, and you just couldn't use it. It was unusable. 
So I say to Guy and, and James. And it was flashing as well, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. it was bad. So I say to Guy and James, well, sorry about our entire day. We were going to have fun. I need to go to Portsmouth, get a ferry from Gosport to Portsmouth and go to the O2 shop and demand a new phone because this my phone's gone jank. And they're a bit annoyed because they, you know, they're hoping to go to the pub or whatever. Um, so, but one of my bros, we he agrees to go with me. So I get a bus to the ferry, right? Get a ferry to ferry to port. This is like an hour's worth of yeah activity. Then a ferry to Portsmouth, which yeah. was the, where the closest O2 shop was. And I get off the ferry, and it's just working fine. Damn. And me and me and James are like, well, that's fucking annoying. Yeah. So we kind of wait around in case it stops working again. Mm. Luckily, that didn't happen on the day. Um, so I thought, oh, that's strange. I mean, luckily and unlucky as well, because mm. because you forgot to mention that you did go to O2. You showed them the phone. And yeah, you were I'm, like, I'm I'm coming oh, to that. Oh, Fuck sorry. me. <laughs> Fuck me. You ever heard of a uh, good storytelling? So anyway. <laughs> No, I didn't. Tell the whole story. Okay. So anyway, so then it doesn't happen again for another week. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. But then it started happening. And it started happening again, like for hours at a time, days at a time. And the first opportunity I had, I went to the O2 shop and I said to Matey, who was in there, it's not happening at the moment, but it does this thing where it's like green on the screen and I can't, it's basically unusable. And he gives me, he gives me the old, um, well, it's not happening now. Well, it's not happening now. Professionalism. And I'm like, I can't believe it. Like, he was like, I was being gaslit. <laughs> I was being gaslit by the O2 guy. Um, and sure enough, I'm like, fine. Because I don't, you know, you're in those situations where you're confronted by someone in a shop and they're telling you one thing and you're telling them another thing and they don't yeah. believe you and you need a certain kind of service from that person, but they're not listening to what I'm saying, the person with yeah. the phone. Um, and I, I said, mate, I looked it up. You know, it's a bug that happens on these Pixel phones. You need to um, look, you know, look it up. I can't show you. Why well, no, I could show him because my phone was working fine. But he should have just looked it up for me. Hmm. So I say to him, um, "All right, well, I'll come back if it keeps doing it." Then a week later, <laughs> go back in there, and he's in there. I'm like, "Right, it's happening." So you know, remember me. <laughs> And he's like, "Remember me? Yeah, remember me, the guy with the problem that you didn't. The guy help you gaslighted. Yeah. Oh my God, should we? If when we upload this, should we do a clickbait? Gaslighted by the guy from O2. Oh no, no, don't do gaslight. <laughs> don't do big <laughs> clickbait thumbnails like that. I'm not a YouTuber. <laughs> What's up, guys? Today we're going into O2 with a hidden camera, and we're going to gonna see if he helps me with my phone." Yo, We're what's gonna up, guys? Expose the gaslighter yeah. in the altar. We could do like a like a Channel Four dispatches where we go in there with a hidden camera. Oh, um, you just did like a kind of American accent. We're gonna go back to it because I think we had a funny experience today. I still haven't it. finished my O2 story. Oh yeah, I know. I'm just saying like this is will be the point that we're gonna go back to later. You know what I mean? Right. And now you can go back to your story. Fuck me. Right. That's good story storytelling because I'm doing a preview yeah. of what we will be talking about. Yes, now. thank you. Yes, interrupting my story <laughs> with a with a future story. <laughs> well, I don't even know what that story is. <laughs> so anyway, so fuck me. So we go, <laughs> so, so I go into the O2 shop again. Speak to the guy, and he's like, "Fine." He's like, "I believe you now," and 
he he's like, well, I, you know, he decided I'm not fine. I believe you. Well, yeah, that, you know, like I said, mate, you know, remember me? I'm the guy with yeah. the thing, yeah. and he's like, yeah, fine. But he didn't deal with me himself. He passed me on to this girl, mm-hmm. and she's like, right, your details, blah blah blah. I'll send it off, and then um, she said, right, oh yeah, well, we can't um, fix it in house, so we'll have to send it off. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. She said it can take up to 10 days. I'm like, all right, it's a bit annoying, but I. And then she uses her little thing on her lanyard to take my SIM card out and just gives it to me. <laughs> so I'm just there with my SIM card in the palm of my hand, and, then, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah. And you, they don't do... Um, replacement phones. Replacement phones at the moment yeah. because of COVID. Yeah. You just, you know, you really rely on your phone. And I'm in town with a SIM card that's just rattling around in my pocket. So mm. I go and see X. I'm like, hey, man, I need a phone. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I had a shitty Huawei phone for two weeks and did nothing but moan about it. Yes. <laughs> that is a very fair point. Yeah. Nothing but moaning well, about that phone. fucking garbage. Ugh. And then, um, yeah, my new Pixel came, and it was fucking a different one. They didn't repair it. They just replaced it, and it was pink. It's not pink. It is. So, well, it's not the color I, I originally had, is it? So, the, you know, at the back of the phone, where you, in Pixel phones, you have this, like, a stripe where the camera's on, and you have a stripe above, and, like, the rest of the phone is one color. So, the below part is fully white, and then there's the stripe where the camera's on that is, like, gold, silver, whatever. Yeah. And then there's a stripe above, which is creamish kind of it is kind of pinkish but it's, it's not just, pink what are you talking about it just is pink it's <laughs> not I'm being gaslit again <laughs> am I, is this, are you taking a that is pink this is like no this is like um cream gross still still gross next <laughs> there's no there's no and the color. bottom of it is white and that, you're and no matter what you had um before the phone before which was also Google Pixel 6 Pro. Yeah. You you bought a very nice case for it, didn't yeah. you? beside the point, though. Which is black. Beside the point. So you have the phone in the case anyway. So why are you... Because it will affect the retail value if they give me the, the one with the, the most unpopular color. No, I, I understand that point. But are you planning to resell that phone? I don't know yet. Maybe. In a year's time when I get the Pixel 7 Pro. <laughs> And uh, and I need to sell this one on, and they're Waiting. like, oh, I'm like, I go into a secondhand phone shop, and I'm like, I'm selling a phone. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What you got? I'm like, Pixel. Oh yeah, Pixel Pixel Six. I'm like, Pixel Six Pro. He's like, nice, nice. Get it out, get it out. And it's fucking, and he just throws up all over it because it's fucking <laughs> disgusting. It, okay, fair enough, right? You don't think that's pink, but there's no color you can describe that is a nice color to have as a phone. It, but it's just one stripe, isn't it? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I have to look at it all the time. <laughs> no, you don't. It's in a case. <laughs> yeah, I know it's there. Case. I know it's there. You know when you have like a drawer in your house that's like filled with shit, you know, and eventually you're going to tidy up that drawer or that box perhaps. Um, and like knowing that it's there, messy, pisses you off. No, because I have ADHD, out of sight, out of mind. If it's yeah. not there, I can't, you know, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, if well. I can't see it, it's fine. That's why I have, all of my drawers are the messy drawers. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, like, it's, just knowing it's there is enough to wind me up. 
So I'm going to message O2 and I'll be like, hey, you s- send me a watch. <laughs> send me a watch. <laughs> that's, the, that's all it will do it for me. Is yeah. Guys, you can. Um, uh, you sent me the wrong color of the phone. Can you please exchange that for a different one? Also, uh, the phone model was uh, Google Pixel 7. Yeah. So please send me a different color of the phone that I definitely already have. Google yeah. Pixel 7. If you have the pro one, it was the pro. Yeah. <laughs> this has happened to me before in life, you know. I ordered a chair once, right? Oh, no. I ordered a chair once, and it was, I ordered like a black leather chair, and it came, and it was pink, and it was fabric. Yeah. Just I, wrong. I know this story because when we first met, and you told me that you have a podcast, you sent me the five-minute cutout of you telling the story about that chair. Yeah. As a representation of your podcast, yeah, and I actually thought it was pretty funny, and I was like, "Huh, that's that's funny." Yeah, and then I listened to the entire podcast, and I was like, "Ah, <laughs> it's that just was, that one." That was part. the only funny bit. Yeah, <laughs> that was just that one part. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta choose your clips carefully yeah, that in, was the, a... in this podcast game. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, what were you saying about the Americans? Because we've just come back from London. So yes. So, um, we went to London. Yeah. Because I am a big fan of art. And one of the artists that I really like. And, um, I mean, I guess she became very commercial at some point. But um, when I was younger, she wasn't really known by anyone. Uh, but her name is Yayoi Kusama. Yayoi. Yayoi Kusama. I don't really know how to pronounce it properly. She's a Japanese artist. She was born in 1929. Oh my God, I'm doing a history lesson here. Well, yeah, people don't know, do they? <laughs> um, so she's very old now. She's, what, 92? I don't know. What, <laughs> she, yeah, she was born in... Yeah, 92, sure. Yeah. 1929. Yeah. So in... So, no. It doesn't matter, yes. She's, she's 93. 93. So in, so, yeah, in seven years, she's going to be 100 years old. And she still makes art, and she still travels with that, her art as well. And um, so she is very well known for creating abstract art and a um, very popular uh, piece of art by her is uh, the Infinity Rooms. Um, she plays a lot about, like, with the concept of everything being like a confusing space basically like a very confusing space to be in so um the rooms that she creates the infinity rooms are usually um they have like certain pattern on the ceiling the walls and the floor um or they're covered in mirrors or something like that so you feel like you don't really know the distinction between the floor, the walls, or the ceiling. So you just feel kind of lost in them. And um, so that exhibition was launched in Tate Modern, I believe, in 2020 was supposed to be, or 2021, I don't exactly remember. Um, it was been, it, it's been extended three times now, I think, because of how high demand it is. Um, but I guess that is also because of how Instagrammable those yeah. infinity rooms are. Um, so, and because the exhibition itself is £10 for person, per mm. person, so 
it's quite cheap if you live in London and want to take nice pictures with your friends to just book it and, you know, go, I guess. Um, so the demand was extreme. And also, as I said, she has rose to be more of a um, commercial artist now in terms of... Not, not that her art is com commercial, she's just very well known in the art world and outside of it as well. Um, like, she got to the be popular, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, so I was really excited to see her art because obviously I've been following her for years. So um, I saw that they released new tickets, like the new pool of tickets for, for that exhibition. When we were actually on, <laughs> on yeah, holiday in Portsmouth. in Portsmouth. Yeah. And <laughs> we were just about to have a meal with... with And with your entire family, and I was just like, <laughs> they were like, Anna, what are you ordering? <laughs> I was on my phone booking the tickets. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't now because I'm trying to book the tickets. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> so yeah, we planned to go to London. It was at the Tate Modern, and we went yesterday. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like two rooms. One of them is mirrors. We're both mirrors, but the first one mirrors all along the walls, mm. and you walk in, and it's kind of a medium-sized room. And it has a bridge, like a clear glass bridge from one end to the other end of doors. Clear glass? Yeah, it's just like reflective glass. Okay, what then? You can't no, was, shake was, your head. No <laughs> one can hear, see it was, you. It was black tiles. Okay, but it's reflective. Um, not really. Okay, you okay. you tell it then. No, 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 no. It was just like not really reflective. It was just black tiles on the floor. But, um, but it was only that bridge of tiles that was like... Yeah. The rest was water. Yeah. And continue. Yeah. So and then um, hanging from the the uh, the sky, the ceiling. The ceiling. <laughs> there's like these. They're like Christmas decorations, but they're just like uh, you know wire with some orbs on them, mm -hmm. like these colorful orbs, and they change color every now and again. So sometimes there'll be like a like a two like a like a twenty seconds of blue. And then a 20 seconds of multicolor, and then like a 20 seconds of yellow. And it was, oh yeah, and that's, uh, there was water as well. So it was reflecting off the water, mm. it was reflecting off the mirrors, and it felt, it was very um, ethereal. You felt and, like uh, you're in space, kind of. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah, it was sort of like an outer experience. Mm -hmm. um, the, everything, I enjoyed everything about the artwork, but I'll, I'll get into my ish, my problems with it. <laughs> in a second which has got nothing to do with the artist but mm -hmm. I mean I can tell you about that now if you want but I think I know what it is I just wanted to mention that um, the the orbs that him it, it it was kind of like Christmas light but it wasn't like Christmas decorations yeah. it was just it's those little like bowls with obviously like LEDs in them yeah um, because Yayoi Kusama has a big obsession about like polka dots and yeah. dots in general and so they are, um, yeah, it's, it's specifically that they were like just round bulbs, basically. Yeah. Yeah, but come on, what was your issue? Well, you you know, you know you're know, queuing up to go in. There's two different ones as well. I haven't, yeah. we haven't even, we'll talk about the second one in a minute. Mm. But we, you queue up for the first one. We queue up for about 15 minutes. So it wasn't too bad, really. Yeah. About 15 minutes. And you go in, you got about two minutes in there, and then you leave from the other end of the thing. Um, but you're not in there on your own. You know, yeah. they don't let you go in on your own. You're with just whoever's in the queue in front of you and behind you. They let yeah. about six people in at a time. And I would have been 
happy to wait an extra 15, half an hour or 20 minutes, you know, longer in the queue yeah. for us to be in there on our own. Because that's sort of the point of it is you're in this space that's so uh, yeah. mysterious and cool and reflective, but you're in that, you're, you know, you're with someone you know you're not with like what's what it doesn't add anything to the artwork having a bunch of randoms in there um i see randoms all the time yeah i don't want to see loads and loads of them especially <laughs> that it wasn't a big space yeah. where you can stand apart from each other it was kind of like you know you have i don't know even how to explain it. it's just this little bridge with like two turns on it yeah and so you have one person on the one turn two two people on the other and then you know it's just like you're all spaced out so when you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you can see the reflection of yourself from behind and then from the front and behind and yeah. because obviously That's reflection fine. is infinite yeah infinity um, room yeah uh, but you also see that guy and also or that girl and also I was really annoyed because in the queue we were put in with two mothers with very small children yeah. Um and like don't get me wrong. I I'm I don't discriminate children, but don't just, bring them to that. <laughs> I mean, no, I understand bringing children to this exhibition specifically because it's like nice lights and yeah. stuff like that. Like this is especially for probably children with autism who need a lot of stimulus to them. Sure. That could be a nice ac activity to do. But like why would you why would you bring a one year old to this yeah and especially when you have to hold the one year old on your on your hands as well like they can't walk they won't experience it because they're only learning about the yeah. concept of a mirror and looking at themselves in the mirror and recognizing yeah. that it's them do you want to fry their early mushy brain yeah like it's just it's it's useless it's clear that the mothers just wanted something to do yeah and like fair enough but i think there's a lot of more activities to do and then go into exhibition and taking children like a playground or well, also <laughs> as well like that I mean, I'm sure the people that work there are working hard. You know, I'm not having to go any anyone who's probably making minimum wage, like whatever. But like, we were in there with the four other people. The two other couples yeah. went in with us, so there were six of us in there, and they didn't even wait for us to leave before bringing in those two mums and the babies. They didn't check to see that we had already moved out. They came in as another group, so then it was so they had a worse experience than us because they were. We went in and there was no one in there. We were the group, the only group that we, was in there at the start. But they, we when were the they first in, people to walk in, actually. Yeah. And so, only after that, there was those two girls. Yeah. So it was actually four of us only for the first. Oh, okay. For the first, like, f let's say, forty seconds of the whole thing, it was only us and then the girls. Yeah. Um. But then they brought the mums, and then later they brought some two other people. Those two other people came in through the back. They weren't supposed to. They weren't supposed to be there. That's why they came in through the back door and one of them stepped in the water. Oh. She just snuck in. <sighs> yeah. Wow. I, di I didn't notice that because I think I was like taking pictures or something yeah. at the time. So yeah, I like... I, oh yeah, one person stepped into water. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the... Um, yeah, it's like be careful. Um, <laughs> so I enjoyed it overall. I like the concept and I think it's very cool and stuff. But like 
they need it needs to be better managed. Like they need to manage the uh, the event more because like, I think everyone in the queue. Like I, I you know, I same for the people who are. The, I, it's not just me being annoyed that there's other people there when I'm trying to experience a piece of art. I'm sorry that I'm here with you, not you, but, yeah. but you, random person. person yeah. Because because, because I, I want you you should be able to experience it without me being here you know yeah so I feel yeah. like if every everyone would have agreed like yeah who who are you with are you with three people oh, okay well you you're next are mm. you just with your partner you next like you just go with the people you're with instead of fucking randomers yeah. I guess so and also um I think it's because of how small it is yeah um, because I guess like if it was a bigger space then let's say you allow people to go individually yeah like even if we are together there's one person coming in and then 30 seconds later let's say the other person's coming in yeah but that wouldn't make sense because of how small the space is but if the space was twice as big yeah then you have like 30 seconds of being like completely on your own yeah and you just walk through it and then um and I think that would also help with the queue. The queue would be let, you know, there wouldn't be that much of a wait because it's just 30 seconds per person. And, um, yeah, like that would have been, okay, maybe 30 seconds is like not not long enough. But I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. There's There's a few different ways that they could have done it to make it a more enjoyable experience for everyone. Yeah. And with the sacrifice of having to wait a bit longer, but... I get they didn't want to compromise on that. I suppose the second one. Right, we didn't even talk about the second one. Yeah. Uh, you mean the second room, or do you mean the? Ow! Oh, <laughs> my leg just aches for a oh. second. Um, do you mean the second room, or do you mean the second f- issue that you had with it? That was the only. That was that was the main issue. Uh, that, that issue came with a few other. You know. I mean, a- for me, it's the size of it. Like. Be- oh right, yeah. Can I can I talk about this before we talk about the other sure. room? So because this specific room. Um, originally um, if you want to have a look into it I believe PewDiePie had a video (laughs) with it on Um, so originally because um, Gary Kusama wanted the room to feel actually infinite she wanted to have a reflective floor as well so there comes the water why there was why someone stepped into water on the in the original artwork which is way bigger than this one there is floor. It's sorry. There's water on the floor. Like you walk into the water, literally. Like your ankles deep in the water, because mm. obviously the water also, because it's absolutely dark space. Except the only light comes from the light bulbs. So unless and the light bulb, uh, the light bulbs they go out every like couple yeah. seconds for a bit. So it's absolutely dark in that when they do go off, because you're close. Like the doors are close to the thing as well when you walk in. Um, but yeah, so in the original one, you, you walk into it, you, you're in the water, so the water also reflects it and all of that, but I, I, well, I don't really understand why they couldn't really fit it in, like, they already had the water on the sides, Hmm. and, like, maybe the British public is not ready to have to take off their shoes. Well, yeah, (laughs) and also, you know, muddy. I mean, like, filtration of the water is possible, you know? Sure, <laughs> it's just it's just way more work in it if everyone's walking around. If if everyone's coming out with wet feet and no one's brought a towel, then you got you got to walk around a bit with bare feet on to dry them off, and then 
It's like a whole thing. We you wouldn't be able to ha- we, we wouldn't be able to handle that over here. <laughs> uh, probably. Um, but yeah, I agree. But I think if they could have had the same concept with the same with tiles on the walkway, they could have just, just made them just, just just make it all bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Or make them the uh, big space in there could have been bigger. Or make them glossy so they would also reflect because they weren't glossy; they were more matte. And I think right. they it was because they wanted to have it. They wanted to distinguish it from the water so that you yeah. know if you're stepping on the tiles or from on the water. I spent half the time in there just looking down, making sure I didn't step in the water, to be honest. That I was, think it was it quite was... distracting. Oh, I wasn't that scared of it because I, I think it was quite clear because the light bulbs were not where the water was. Oh, I didn't even notice that. So, like, if if you didn't walk into the light bulbs, you're not walking into the water. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah... um, so the second room, if you want to take over here. Yeah, so the second room by... Yayoi Kusama. <laughs> yes. Um, it was like an like an octagon room. Um, I think it was called the Infinite Chandelier. Yeah, Infinite Chandelier. It's like an octagon. <laughs> oh, that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> um, and you go in, and it's not like a walk around thing. Well, it is, but they shut the door. Similar, but like no one... You know, they're not letting more people in. You're in there with the group that you get put in with. Yeah. You're in there for exactly two minutes and then they let you out. And it's an octagon with like a like an island in the middle, which is encased in glass. Which is also octagon. Yeah. But smaller. And it's got a big chandelier in it. That's turning. And um yeah, mirrors around the outside. Yeah. So basically the like the idea is you have the chandelier in the glass and then outside of that you have the you walk around in between of that and then you have the walls of um of mirror so if you walk in the room like if you walk around the chandelier you feel like the room is turning yeah because the chandelier is also turning and it's reflecting everywhere so you feel like you're like the room is basically turning yeah i um, didn't even walk around the room <laughs> to be uh, honest we were because everyone was taking pictures so no one's really everyone just sort of chose their area I think so, yeah. So we didn't, I didn't even walk around it once, I don't think. I didn't even do a, one lap. Didn't do I a didn't do lap. like a lap. I did like a bit of it when, like, let's say half of it, half a circle. Yeah. Um, but even if you're just standing, if you look at the mirror, yeah, not yeah. at the chandelier, you can feel like it's turning, like the whole room is yeah. turning. But that's interesting. Now you've said that, I, I, I don't, I, didn't even think that that was that level. There was that level to it. That ah, that concept see. existed. I think it's because you you were mostly staring at the chandelier itself. I don't think you were looking that much in the. Yeah, I didn't even. Yeah, well, it's fine. Well, you. you... That one was worse. It was. <laughs> By the way, that one was. I'm not gonna say it was bad. It wasn't. Hmm. It was fun. It was a nice experience, but I, I didn't really get that one at all. It's funny that sometimes to experience a lot, you have to know how to experience it. Like, yeah. for example, with this room, you have to know that you, you're you supposed to walk around it instead of... Yeah. Well, she, she, the lady didn't say that when we walked in. Uh, it said on the thingy. In, Where? On the sign in front of it. Did it? Uh, yeah. I to walk know. around the room. I don't read. I don't read. <laughs> and once well, again... That's on you. You go in with four people who were just in the same part of the queue as you like four extra people so yeah. six people in total yeah so you don't once again you don't yeah. really get to experience it properly yeah and, it, and and again there's for that one there's just no excuse for just not letting you go in with who you want because it's t- literally two minutes 
and hmm. you'll get through the queue two minutes at a time through people, I think. Yeah, I mean, even if there's 30 people in the queue, that means that the longest someone would have to wait is an hour. Yeah. But, like... I guess it's long, but also is it like you know what I mean? There's yeah, there's there's plenty of ways that they could have made the. I mean, maybe you don't have to give someone two minutes in there. Like, don't get me wrong, I would love to have more time in there. But part of why I wanted to have more time in there was because my experience in there was disrupted by other people. Yeah. So if I had like a whole minute in there. But just being with you instead mm. of four other people, I would have been fine with it. Yeah. But also, our because, like you say, with that one, but with that one particularly, you're you're supposed to walk around it to yeah. get it, and we literally couldn't walk around it. Well, yeah. I couldn't walk around it because people were in the way. Yeah, because pictures. if you want, yeah, because the thing is that they, as I said, they are very Instagrammable, so. People want to take pictures. And don't get me wrong, I'm not judging here because we also took loads of pictures of ourselves in there. And put them on Instagram. And did, Yeah. But the thing is, like, um, you don't want to walk around because you don't want to get into someone's shot. Yeah. Or you're trying to, instead of just taking a picture of someone, you're trying to find a shot of how to get that person out of your shot, like, oh, they're standing yeah. there, I'm going to move the camera a bit so they're not, you, you can't see them in there, you know, it's like, and thank God you have the magic eraser on your oh, Google yeah. Pixel 6 Pro. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't say that like that, I would sound like we're sponsored. We're not sponsored, we don't make any money from that show. Too close. Too close. Sorry. Too close. Better? No, closer. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So I, um, yeah, um, I'll call it a mixed bag, that experience, a mixed bag. Mm. Uh, I had no fault of the art or the artist, to be honest, in mm. my opinion. I think it was like a, pract- for practical reasons, it was smaller than expected. And for no apparent reason at all, it was being disrupted by randoms. yeah. yeah. Well, especially annoying because those two rooms are inside a big exhibition hall. Yeah. And I've been to other exhibitions in that hall and I know how much space there is without those rooms because obviously that those rooms make the space feel smaller anyway. Mm. So, um, like, there is tons of space there that could have been occupied by more of that infinity rooms, you know? Yeah. Um. And and it, you can actually see, you know, f- I I worked in like gallery areas, let's say before, and this is also something I was studying. Um, and you can see, um, that the rest of the space of how big it is. Um, they were just trying to put something on the wall yeah. to just like fill it up, because they have huge space and only two small rooms inside. Yeah. So like. Why just just do just just make the rooms bigger or add another room, third one, and maybe just maybe create like a labyrinth between them that you queue up and you go through all three rooms at the same time. Yeah, like well, no, at this point you're just telling the artist what to do. I'm not telling the artist. I'm telling you, um, 
art gallery. And don't get me wrong, I love Tate Modern and I think that loads of stuff that they do, exhibition-wise, is great. Um, like, my favourite artist, uh, Jenny Jenny Holzer, was um, exhibited in Tate Modern in 2019. And they did a great job with crumping all of her art in one room, but still making making it uh, look not cramped, you know? Yeah. Like, it was still very nice. And I really like that exhibition. And a lot of their exhibitions are great. And I think they're very good at, like, showing off their art. It's just... I wasn't particularly a fan of exhibition. It wasn't the art the art itself. I wasn't just a fan of how the exhibition was... Organised and presented. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. it also has an impact on how you reflect on the art and yeah. how you take it in. So. Definitely, I think all those those neg- those negative things that we said, like maybe it would have been cooler if it was bigger. Maybe it would have been cooler if there, you could walk in with walk, just touch the water or whatever. Those things would be less prominent if um, if you were allowed to just be on the, in there on your own. You know what I mean? Yeah, you wouldn't be think thinking so. about that stuff as much. Because yeah, you would have been more in, in go- engrossed in the art, which is what the point of the art is. But, you know... We live. We live, and we'll never go again to the Tate Modern. Burn that place to the ground. Excuse me. Burn it to the ground. Burn all art. That's what I say. Burn it all. That joke, save it all. Save all art. All art. Even the offensive art. All of it. Oh, we're getting there, single, Every single thing that's ever been made, keep it. That's what I say. And keep it and display it too. That's what I say. Oh, everything that's ever been created, even the offensive art, people have been cancelled. People who are murderers, people who are murderers who so also made art, keep wanna, all of it. And, do you want to talk about that guy who wants to buy and destroy Hitler's art? Then is that what you're playing? Well, no, no. <laughs> you 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 think that that's something that it's not. Sorry. So no, it's not Jimmy Carr doing it. It's Channel Four that did that show. Channel 4 did a show yeah. where they had a bunch of art, not just the Hitler art, yeah. and um, and they just had an audience vote on whether or not they should destroy each piece, like they went through each piece and showed the history. You should watch it. It was pretty interesting. Okay. Um, but we'll, maybe we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> um, um, what else did we do in London? So before we went to Tate Modern, because that was the reason we went to Tate I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Modern, because obviously I booked the tickets for the exhibition, blah, blah, blah. 
But before, because we arrived around like 11-ish, we had quite a lot of time because the entrance to the exhibition, the tickets we had for was uh, for... It's the reason we went to London. To, to free. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so before that, we went to... I took Max to V&A, which um, is one of my favourite museums. For reasons um, being... I think they are very compelling in presenting the art and by art I mean not the art like the exhibits that are inside of it I mean art as a mean of something so they have a room that is dedicated for photography they have a huge room dedicated for theatre performance they have obviously museum like most museums they have a like, oh, this is exhibition of the Renaissance, this is the exhibition of this time in Britain, blah, 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 blah. But Catholic, they have, Catholicism. Yeah, but they also Islamic. have, like, Islamic, Buddhism, but also, the, like, let's say Buddhism is separate from the China collection and the Catholic collection is separate from the Roma, Roman collection. So, like, they don't combine the culture with the religion they separate mm. it which is also very like again it's for me it's another or the time the time as well it's not like you know this time zone they put everything together from all the different countries or whatever yeah it's, so it's, everything's is categorized and separate yeah so like there's britain in 1700s and there's britain in 1900s not everything from everywhere in 1900s you know what i mean like yeah. um so yeah i i said that multiple times before to multiple people so some some people might think like i'm repeating myself but i think vna is one of the best museums because of how much respect they have for each and every exhibits they own uh, you don't feel like anything is being left out you can see that they think oh this is that kind of object we should exhibit it in that kind of way instead of just oh, we're going to lay these flat and we're going to put these next to it. No, mm. which is like, like I was saying that to you when I was showing you the the fans. Yes. Like they put them on an angle so you can look at them. Yeah. Yeah, instead and of just putting them flat on a the wall, they put them on an angle so you can look at them as almost as if they were like an open book. Yeah, as if someone's holding them. I was yeah. thinking about that too because like for those, for everything in the, that needs hanging or holding there's a thing that has it so like they there's like a certain special magic rod that has three rods on it one of them is attached to the wall the other two are holding up the fan i'm yeah. like did they make that or i think so yeah. like what the fuck like <laughs> such a, such a specific bracket that yeah. you need and everything in there has its own specific thing like type of thing yeah like to hold it like they, in the best view possible. Like they created a collection of art and they were like, okay, so we have this object. We're going to exhibit it that way. So we have to build this thing to exhibit it. Meanwhile, yeah. I feel like most, a lot of museums do this thing where they have like glass exhibitors with like just shelves on mm. it. And they might have something to put underneath to maybe put it on an angle. But like V&A, it seems like they build yeah. everything to have specific way of exhibiting everything. Yeah. And also like when you go to a museum and there's a whole huge wall of stuff and it's like shelves or whatever and there's some stuff so high you can't even see it, but everything's at eye level. Yeah. yeah. Like everything's like 
nothing's too high for you to be able to read it or see what it is. Or if it is high, it's because it was originally high. Like, for example, yeah. in an exhibition of um, the stained glass, the stained glass that used to be on the very top is higher up. But it's not like it's you can't see it. It's just, it's just higher up because yeah. that's how it used to be. So... And oh. the statues, of course, they're that size. So what are you meant to do? Like they're yeah. fucking huge. So yeah, and the Some... huge arches, the huge fucking stone arches, like which are replicas. They're not the originals. No, yeah, 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 yeah. VNA returned. Some... Yeah, yeah, go tell us about that. Yeah, VNA returned the originals um, to either the countries or the owners or whatever, and they they are not displaying stolen artworks. Um, they do have obviously some of the artworks. Um, that are originals, um, but I, I don't want to sp- speak. You know, I don't want to be fact check later. But um, I think I've read it somewhere that um, they have agreements for all the artworks mm. that aren't theirs, the original artwork that isn't there. They have an agreement for it. Like, mm. let's imagine they have something from Egypt. They would have contacted the authorities yeah. in Egypt and have a permission to keep it. Yeah. Um, but but um, don't quote me on that. This is something I've read. I would imagine on their website there's a way to like there's an open forum where you can be you can appeal or you can send a letter or say so if you're a person who's from a certain country and you see something there, they'd probably be like, okay, well you know tell us about it and tell us if it's yours or whatever. Not a person. I'm not talking about one guy who's like, that's mine. <laughs> I'm talking about like, <laughs> if you're from a, a certain tribe in Africa and it's quite obscure tribe and you recognize some of the art in there. I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm just building on nothing here. But they, I imagine that they, they're very open in their, yes, come in mm. and f- explain to us if this is yours. That must, because that's how these things happen, right? Generally, you have, it, both things have to be happen. You have to have the person who's looking and the museum who's ready to give back. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I so think, it's good. I think you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? You <laughs> know what I mean? Um, but yeah. And um, I also love how big the museum is um, in terms of even though how big it is, it still feels organized. It's not like random um, like I don't know how to explain this really like in terms of you have a section for everything so for example um, jewellery is a very interesting thing to mention about v and um, because usually jewellery you know most of the jewellery let's say Victorian like they actually have a original I believe uh, Victoria, like crown diadem, whatever that was. Yeah. Um, in there, um, so you would imagine that it would have been in the Britain in eighteen hundred section or something, right? Um, yeah. No, it's in the jewelry section with all the other jewelry. So you have Victorian, literally belonged to Victoria, Queen Victoria, um, you know, crown, and two exhibits later you have an African queen crown or something, yeah. you know? It's, um, and... And they make the area for that special, like, it's kind of, it's all glassed off nice, and it's kind of, the, 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 the low lighting. 
Um, yeah, it's um, the like floor. all the all the all the jewelry at the back is all backlit. Like mm. it's, it's a cool like it's all, it's almost um, it's almost like the infinity <laughs> gauntlet. The infinity yeah, because the floor, <laughs> the ceiling, and the walls are all black, and the exhibitions are fully glass. So it's basically you walk you walk into like a black room, and um, so you have the lights and the light reflect from the jewelry as well on you. Yeah. So um, it does feel very infinity room kind of yeah. type stuff, especially that you have. I just said that. Yeah, I'm just. That's what I'm just I said. Repeat, yeah, I'm just repeating you okay, because I you. agree with what you thank said. You. Um, in the middle, you have staircase that is like clear plasticky glass staircase, yeah. and it's lit with like a blue light. So that blue light also reflects on the entire room, kind of giving it even more of a like interesting vibe yeah. and like you were just walking around a renaissance exhibition with um huge white walls and, and beautiful ceiling and then you're walking into this room that is very modern in terms of being black and glass <laughs> you know mm. and, and suddenly you're like uh, what, what the hell where did that space come from and they just created that space because they wanted to exhibit the jewelry properly and yeah and the um, sp spirally of rings as well. Like they exhibited all the rings together in like a huge spirally. And they go by like... Um, spiral. They, yeah, they are in spiral. And they go in like um, the type of like stone that is inside. Yeah. So you have number one on the sp spiral that is like diamond, two, ruby, three, whatever. It looks amazing, honestly. Um, and the museum is free. <laughs> the museum is free. Um, so if someone is interested in seeing art on, in its best, then uh, I'd say definitely Victoria and Albert and uh, give it more than just 45 minutes. Um, I, I liked seeing um, Michelangelo's David's cock. <laughs> That's what I liked seeing. That was my favorite bit. <laughs> And there was a monkey, a funny-looking monkey. And there was a there was a, a a cast of an old monk, and he was pulling a face like he just smelt something bad. And he was called like the the monk that stinks, smells something bad. That's what his name was. And I no, just farted as well. I fired. <laughs> yeah, so he farted in a museum. And there was a monk there with a face that looked like he was smelling something bad. That was the name of the monk. Yeah. Cool. Yes, it was a long day of art. Um, but to make it worse, afterwards we went to God's Own Junkyard. Oh yeah. In a north. Oh no, we shouldn't talk about that because uh, they don't want they don't want people showing up, do they? No, I want I want people to know about it. Uh, Northeast London, Walhamstow. Um, there is a place called God's Own Junkyard, which is art gallery slash a pub. Um, a guy just collects neons and he created a pub out of it. And to say that it's um, a place full of neons is kind of an understatement. It That place is filled to the brim with yeah. neons, to the point that some of them are turned off and just lying on the floor because they don't have space for yeah. them anymore. Um, and it's very cool. They have not just neons. They have loads of cool stuff in there, like cool objects or, or whatever but neons are the primary thing and neons are the only light in the place as well but it's yeah. very bright in there though 
Um, and yeah. And opposite that, there's some breweries as well. So if you want to enjoy some nice beer, pop into the breweries. Yeah, it's a cool spot because it's just in the middle of like a just like a random area and then you turn a corner and then there's all this random crazy <laughs> shit and uh, it's a bit like whoa okay <laughs> yeah yeah um so i enjoyed that um i didn't tell max where are we exactly going until we until we came there really because he only knew we're going to a pub and that's all he knew so he was very annoyed about um why are we going so far away <laughs> to a pub yeah uh then he walked in and he was like oh Quote. Oh, this place is crazy. Oh. This place is crazy. Can you do your oh? Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's kind of how it sounds. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I'd like to... Um, have, have we finished talking about Junkyard? Yeah. I'd like to talk about the Battersea building. Yeah, okay. Day two of being in London. Yeah, we, we, saw, we saw some mates, had some drinks. Fuck it. No, 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 it's fine. Day two, yeah, we took sk- the river skipping boat. Skipping ahead, skipping ahead. We took the river boat. Yeah, this uh, this happened today. Like, we just, we only got back a few yeah, hours ago. Yeah. And the la- basically the last thing we did in London was go to the Battersea building because I knew that it opened last month. And I like, I want to say like, I don't know. Eight years ago, ten years ago, maybe I watched a documentary on the Battersea Building, and I always thought how fucking cool it looks. I don't know if you know if you don't know what it is. It's just like a giant um, power station. Yeah, di- like um, discontinued power station that was left in ruin for like forty years, closed down, built in nineteen twenties. It's Grade Two listed, so like they can't exactly just tear it down they have to do something with it and it's been passed from here to there for different owners different shareholders blah 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 didn't know what the fuck to do with this giant building that looks old and has huge chimneys so they were like should we turn it into a shopping center no <laughs> should we turn it into apartments no it's really run down and it's fucking huge yeah. um so yeah eventually they just they've rebuilt it i think it took like four years or something or fucking 10 years i don't even know to, <laughs> to, to build it and uh i watched a documentary on it a few like two years ago and uh yeah they had to rebuild the chimneys and completely change the layout add extra glass add like change the foundations all sorts of shit and uh yeah we went today and it is just a shopping center i mean the the inside is just a shopping center with some cool looking art deco yeah it is art modernist it's art deco definitely it's like it's a it's an art deco icon it's an art but i wouldn't i don't know if inside is art deco as much as the outside you know sure they haven't that's another thing they haven't really kept to the same design on the inside from what i could tell a lot of it you know i mean yeah inside now is a shopping center and it didn't used to be but yeah yeah, i know but uh, they didn't the aesthetic they could have changed like the doorways could have been like you know square with or like um you know they could have they could have they could have done a better job is what i'm saying i'm not trying to fucking probably took a lot of work to make that but i think they could have made the aesthetic a bit more um true similar yeah similar Mm -hmm. to the outside but mm. like I love like the the building. I don't know why. It's just it's it speaks to me. You know what I mean? It just speaks to me. When I go there, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I was badass. I saw. So I lived in London before, uh, but I've never made my way to Battersea Station because it was just never on my way. Because I'm uh, I wouldn't really go to West London that much, um, like Western part of London. I guess it's still Central London technically. 
Um, but yeah, I've never made my way there. But obviously, I am aware of the. Bu- I was aware of the building, and like I saw it on some postcards or mm. in in TV, even you know stuff. It was. It's in a few films. It's in like A Clockwork Orange, and some other British TV. It's like a British icon. Yeah, it's um, on the Pink Floyd album. Yeah, so like I have seen the building before, but seeing it in real life though, it's double the size. I. I expected it to be. Yeah. It's it's fucking massive. Yeah. It's massive, honestly. Um Yeah. yeah. Huge chimneys. Yeah. And the chimneys just, are like 50 meters. Yeah. Long. And they re- completely replaced those cuz the old ones were fucked, so they had to get yeah. some new ones in and they built those from scratch. Um there's a great part in this documentary actually where they had to find the same bricks that they used from back in 1922 yeah and they no longer had the contacts for the company they didn't even have the company still existed that gave them the bricks so they had to ring around and eventually they had like a wheelbarrows worth of potential bricks and there's a clip in the documentary of the guy picking up the brick holding it against the wall and be like no and then <laughs> next no and eventually they found the company call them up and a secretary answers and they're like hey uh, we're from the Battersea Power Station. We think you're the brick manufacturer. And the receptionist is like, where? What? <laughs> and the guy's like, this is really important. Like, <laughs> yeah. pass me on to someone who knows what I'm talking about. Um, but eventually they found the same company that did the brick work back in 1922. They were still in business. And they <laughs> used that same brick company to get the bricks for... Damn. So like they really, you know, so they they took care but, um, I mean, they kind of had to. There's well, yeah, tier it's, two list, yeah, you know? yeah. So that they only, if they hadn't been able to do stuff like that, then they wouldn't have been able to build it. So it's a fucking yeah, marvel um, that it got finished. Yeah, and it it got open on 16th of October this year. So us being there on the f- hmm. you know fifth of November is quite um, it's cool. We we went there you know two weeks after it opened again, and yeah, and it's been in ruin for 40 years, and here we are two weeks after it. Yeah, I know. think maybe there was concerts there or something at one point. Perhaps it opened for a bit, and there was concerts. I remember, read that no, somewhere. Maybe. They should have they should have done that. That would have been better. <laughs> To make it a venue. Yeah, that would have been better. (laughs) And get Pink Floyd to play. Yeah. That would have been better. Because you walk in, like, I'm I'm outside, I'm like, damn, that's so cool. I'm glad we're here. Wow. And then you walk in, and it's just a shopping centre. So it is a bit like, okay. I mean, they could have probably... I I imagine there's enough space in there to do the shopping centre and just make it smaller and then dedicate the lower ground mm. to like a concert venue. Yeah. They could have done that. They could have just, or or even like a techno kind of place, raves. Yeah. That would have been cool because London is really lacking in that kind of area of techno rave music, I guess. They yeah. don't have that many clubs for that. You got, mm. Yeah. You just got to think about all these things always come down to money. You know, they'll make so much more money selling those apartments and no, I'm not saying apartments. Sure, apartments great. Um, shopping center, high end shopping centers are yeah. great. But you can have just a shopping center of two stories and a venue down there because they would make money of the venue as well. Quite. Yeah, but not like selling apartment built up those apartments money. Those are like two million. But when did I say about not doing apartments? You can't have apartments and a venue. At the very bottom, you can have a venue. No, yeah, no, no, that wouldn't work. You can't have both. 
Because it'll be too loud. But the apartments are like on the fourth, fifth floor. And you would have the who venue on the minus one. Who wants to live at the O2? I would want to. <laughs> that would be cool. Imagine looking out your kitchen window and there's just like a thousand Ed Sheeran, like 2,000 oh, Ed no, Sheeran fans. Yeah, because you I would just, I would Did just Did you jump. have to bring that guy up? No, there's, two, there's, or there's six Ollie Murs fans. There's only <laughs> so much patience I have and Ed Sheeran is using it all all, all the time. All right. He's a uh, he's a Suffolk boy. Uh, yeah, that, that's the problem. <laughs> no, no, no Ed Sheeran bashing on this on this podcast. I want to get him on. When your legs don't work like they you used can't to bash before. Ed Sheeran and also sing Ed Sheeran. When your it's legs a, it's an illegal don't work move. like they used to before. It's an illegal move. When your legs they say she's in the class. Work like they used to before. All right. All right. Aye. Aye. Um, did we do anything else in London? Oh, we went to Borough Market. Oh, that was badass, yeah. That was before Battersea. That was very good. I hadn't ever been there before. It was very cool. I would have taken you to the Brick Lane Food Hall as well, because it's quite cool as well, but it's further up than... Because obviously we were staying in a hotel at Blackfriars, so um, it was closer to us to just pop on, because we were having breakfast there, so we just popped there for a breakfast in, you know... Mm. London Borough Market. Then it's very cool. It's cool seeing like um, like so much fresh produce, and it was very busy. That was the only thing that was kind of annoying. It was so busy, but it was kind of cool. Like there was all there was just so many different like all these different tourists, and everyone was eating something different. Yeah, <laughs> everyone was eating something different from somewhere, and different languages, and different yeah. smells, and different sights, and people looking different, and it everyone's was very, talking like, about food. Yeah. Everyone's talking about <laughs> what they're going to eat next. Or eating. Yeah. If they're not talking, it means they're eating. <laughs> yeah. And everything everything looked like, except for there was a place that did mushroom risotto. That didn't look delicious. Oh, stop. But, mushroom risotto is great. But um, apart from that, everything else looked delicious. And we had, you had a falafel and I had a salted beef. Um, bagel. Bagel. And that was delicious. Mm, yeah. Delicious. It was delicious. Um, and it's like this happened a couple of times that somewhere was selling oysters and there was just like this, like there was some guy of, just walked by with a plate of oysters. Just yeah, there was we were couple there at of like twelve plates. o'clock. Yeah, there was there was a couple of um, of like oyster stools or like food f- food um, fish seafood seafood Jesus seafood stools that would like do oysters for example, and it was just very funny because it's like you know it's 11, quarter to twelve in the morning. Um, and you see people walking around with like a plate of six oysters and holding like a little glass of champagne in the other. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what the hell? And these people were British. Yeah. I was like, are you guys, are you guys okay? Why are you not having baked beans on toast? <laughs> I mean, I don't. The thing is with oysters, like I don't like them personally. No, but either. the thing, but I, I work in a kitchen. We've done things like a, a fish uh, evening and stuff. Yeah. And so I and I've got a brother who's a chef. So I and my dad likes oysters. So I, I know a lot about them. <laughs> <laughs> and we live near Mersey, so you know, yeah, fuck true. me. Um, so <laughs> from what I've heard, like you know, oysters are very a different. Uh, they have like they they're um they fluctuate in quality based on where you go. So maybe in Barrow's Market they've got that good good oyster oyster cush. I mean, <laughs> you know I would I mean? say probably oyster in Mersey is better than oyster in London. Well, yeah, but because it's they fresh. Might, you don't know where they're supplying them from. They but may even be supplying th- that's them the from thing. Mersey. It, it, 
well, maybe. But still, you know, it's um, the the best part about fresh produce is when it's a fresh produce from like the area you're from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we don't know that these are the these are the most local oysters you can get in London. That's why people <laughs> and are so you you fish for them in in Thames. Well, they're the closest. <laughs> they're the closest oysters to the somewhat to that guy's mouth in the yeah, area. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, it was um, a funny experience, and um, I I really enjoyed. Um, we we both are kind of the people who don't like very crowded spaces, and no, yeah, we no. don't really like other people. I hate the tube. <laughs> I hate the tube so much. Sometimes it's all right. That's the problem with the tube: is some lines are fine, mm-hmm. other lines are just grotty, gross. And I don't want to be this guy who's like fuck the tube because the tube is actually an amazing thing. All subways in the world are amazing because yeah. why should that exist? It's amazing <laughs> that they exist. But fuck me, if I have to stand or sit with some smelly guy next to me. I, I find it quite funny because I didn't take you on any of the really grotty, smelly tube lines. Where were the Blackfriars to wherever? What was it? Blackfriars. Walthamshaw. Where was it? Where did we go? Oh, that was Victoria Line. Yeah, that was gross. I hated that. To be fair, Victoria Line is not that bad. Um, okay, well. We could have gone on Bakerloo or Central. Central is my most hated one. Um, Bakerloo is one of the I've been on. I've, I've been on Central before and I hated that too. Yeah. Um, I don't but, go to London that often. But like we mostly commuted by the Circle District Line. Yeah. Which is, the you know, they have the bigger trams. They're not hmm. the rounded ones yeah they're the squarey ones um we didn't use the jubilee line which is quite a nice line because we just didn't yeah i don't mind the jubilee line the thing is with the tube like when it works and it worked all the time we were there there was delays and whatever but they didn't really affect us too badly no because we didn't go on some of the lines like central line yeah (laughs) which um, was under severe delays when we were there but um you know it's it's amazing that you can just travel across across london so quickly and at a fairly reasonable price, like it's not crazy expensive. It's not that. It's not like cheap, but you know. Yeah, I mean, we um, we use. But it this fucking is, smells. Yeah, we were. It's loud. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I am I'm quite the opposite. I am a tube enjoyer, but um, I think it's because I didn't enjoy it during this holiday. Like because I I consider this our holiday. It was just a weekend in London. But let's say, um. So, I did enjoy it because it was the first time when I was at the tube, in like peak times mm. when I was, when I wasn't on my own. Because yeah. when I lived in London, I was on my own, and I would only sometimes travel with my friends. But that was very rarely, and when we would travel, it would be usually off-peak and also from like off-peak stations. Yeah. Um. So you know, we wouldn't go somewhere at five. We would go somewhere at seven, eight p.m. You know. When it's less busy. I'm not saying it's not busy. It's just less busy. But traveling with you this time was very stressful. Because um, you don't... You know, like... When I was traveling with my friends, they also lived in London. Yeah. So, like, even if you got lost, we just both go out of the station. And we're like, oh, I'm under this building. And we just find ourselves. Yeah. I was scared, like, if I lose you in the tube somewhere. <laughs> You'll never find me. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of... I'll live here. Um... Like, oh, it was kind of like, so I was kind of anxious about that. Like, um, always, like, if I was walking in front, always, like, turning around 
to see if you're behind or mm. like if you were in front of me always making sure like I'm behind you all the time because I didn't want to lose you somewhere because I was scared like oh what if he gets lost or like my biggest fear was um, to always be next to you in the tube because what if I get off the tube and you don't yeah <laughs> Meanwhile, when I was with my friends, we wouldn't sometimes sit next to each other. We would just like find a place wherever, like stand wherever there was space. And like we we both knew which station we were getting off, you know, like we both knew where we were going. So, um, well, although I did, although I did rely on you the whole time to decide where to go and what we were doing and how to get to places, I was asking the whole time to make sure I knew as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you're stupid here. It's not about, yeah, but it's just more like... I would be, I can get by in London. Yeah. Just about on the tube, on my own. Yeah. But I don't like to, I don't like it. Yeah. You know? Well, I've been using tube almost every day when I lived in London. So for me, it's a bit different. It's second nature to you, I understand. Kind of, yeah. Meanwhile... um, Meanwhile, I resist it. Yeah, I'm like against it. I'm work. I'm swimming against the tide. Yeah, you've been using it more like once a year. Yeah, you know, maybe even less. Yeah, and so. I don't want to learn because I don't want to have to have reasons to come back. So I'm like actively trying not to learn the tube. Mm. Yeah, I'm not helping myself. Fuck the tube. That's what I say. <laughs> Fuck the tube. Nah, yeah. man, it's useful. It's useful. Fuck me. How do they make that? <laughs> How do they make that tube? They opened in 18, uh, 1863, the first line. Yeah. Which is crazy because back then they didn't have most of the um, infrastructure to build all those tunnels and everything. So it was just people digging tunnels. In, yeah. Like, Must have been smoky. Crazy. Steam trains, smoky coal trains. Yeah. Must have been smoky, man. That's why the And tube- smoking cigarettes as well. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, that's why the tube still smells <laughs> because it will just always smell because the tunnels were, you know. Yeah, they're encaked in smoke. <laughs> kind of, yeah. All right, well, I think that's it, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's that was our was trip, our to, trip London. to London. <laughs> London. Oh, oh, Americans. So. Oh, yeah. They're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> they're annoying. Um, I, when I learned English for the first time, um, I learned the American English as in because the English I learned in school it was the Polish English. So tomato soup, not you know not any specific accent or anything. They don't teach you how to pronounce stuff or anything. But I was watching a lot of television or listening to music or watching in interviews with my favourite artists or musicians or whatever, you know, and in that were mostly American. Yeah. So the Amer- like the English that I consumed was the American one, um, and because I learn mostly from hearing, so I I was speaking proper American <laughs> back then. Um, and now that I live, and I remember like if there was someone who was British on like an American show speaking with an actual, not the fake British accent, not the oh I'm gonna yeah i'm um, like actual british person in, in an american show i was like what the fuck <laughs> what are they saying i don't understand you know i can't understand anything and now i have the exact opposite with yeah. americans where the english the, the british english is absolutely normal to me it sounds like the default one it makes sense why you pronounce certain things a certain way and then you hear like on the tv they don't sound as bad but you yeah. hear americans in real life and 
they speak with like their nose kind yeah. of sound. They they're they whining. Think, like whining, yeah, like whining. Yeah. And I'm not like trying to shit on Americans. It's just here in Amer- <laughs> <laughs> no, here in Americans in real life after living in England for so long. It's just a fucking torture. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I'm not going to say that they sound like unpleasant because that's just mean. I found them just, they just kind of sound funny to me. Like, me we walk past this lady and she's like, oh my God, like. I, I was supposed to buy a blue jeans, but I ended up buying. I, I, I was going to do it. Sorry. You're doing it. I was going to do it. I was building up to it. Oh, okay. Sorry. But I've, it's over now. No, 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 do it. Because I was going to buy some blue jeans. But I ended up buying some like <laughs> <laughs> Like that's how she sounded. That's yeah. how she talks. And I'm like, all her friends sound like that probably. And yeah. she was raised by people that sound like that. And yeah, I was I found it funny because not not just the way she, what she said, because this is actually a quote from her. Like yes. I was supposed to buy a blue jeans, but I ended up buying yeah. black ones. It was actually a quote yeah. for so um it's not, I, you know, like, but there were so many Americans yeah, that, around. It, it, London's just full of Americans now. So, it like, you can walk past them and you know they're Americans because it, it, they, the way they speak just stands out so badly. Yeah. Like, Oh, my God. Yeah, literally. I can't believe how British this place is. <laughs> <laughs> and oh it's just, God. I have some American friends. I've met some American friends, like, in London. And, um... I mean, obviously, it depends from what part of U.S. you're from. Yeah, my friend was from Hawaii, actually, and I had mm. a couple of others that were from like um, Seattle. Yeah. yeah, there was someone from Seattle. There was someone from Flori- Flor- Florida. Yeah, um, but I think like the Philly people or New York or even California. They I'd sound like that lady sounded like she was from the West Coast. Yeah, she did sound Californian, very Californian. Because she just the way they're like, I can't believe like I've got to do this thing. <laughs> like the everything's a question. Yeah, she just, she just sounded like Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, was just like just just letting it just sort of like just like fall out of her, like fall out of her mouth. Like fucking just, just say like, what you mm, want to have some respect for the, the listeners. <laughs> It's just make a make a, um, a shape with your mouth. <laughs> make a shape. Well, yeah, like I I was supposed to buy some blue jeans, but I end up getting black jeans. Like say it. Okay. Say it was don't just let it. So yeah, I was I was supposed to buy some blue jeans, but I ended up buying some black jeans actually. Yeah, that's a reasonable thing to say. I was supposed to buy some blue jeans, but then I ended up buying black ones. That's an American problem, right there. That's why Americans. That's why America's not great. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make America right. great again. Uh, just, just make people make just, shapes with their mouth. No, it, yeah. <laughs> so now, yeah, no, you know, we just did a whole segment, but like, I've got no problem with Americans. Just be as American as you want. It was just funny hearing you say something. Yeah, silly. It's funny in the context of being in England. Yeah, yeah. and then if I go to America, I'm sure I walk past someone like that. Oh my god, you sound so fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, fine, you know, it's gonna, the pendulum swings both ways, so, you know, I mean, you know, I, I get told <laughs> of about my accent almost every day of my life. By anyway. me? By you or um, our friend Rob, yeah, who was yeah. actively bullying me last night, actually, when we were in London. Yeah. Uh, and it's, yeah, just, uh, 
accents are funny, I guess. Yeah. Especially in a language that is so prominent with accent because you can pronounce every single word in in world word in seven different ways. Yeah. So. Okay. Thank you for listening. Yeah. If you want to send us an email, I haven't got any. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's dishboymax at gmail dot com, and I'm on Twitter and Facebook and uh, Spotify. If you're on Spotify, then thanks because I it sounds good. Hopefully, okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye. 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 sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.